Welcome to What the Unwomen Want to Know. My name's Erin, and I will be one of the hosts today. I am also a tourist, as I was once a feminist, but I was able to escape before they created Gilead. My name's Jillian. I'm another one of the hosts, and I'm also a tourist. And I was able to escape to Canada with a fake passport at the beginning of the movement. My name's Mary, and I'll be your third host. I'm also a Taurus, and all I have to say is thank God I'm infertile. Welcome to the Unwomen Tourist Talk Show. First, let's talk about the oppression of women and gender norms in Gilead. So at the beginning of all this, we saw that they took away money from women and that Everything that was online, like virtual money, was disappearing from them and handed over to men. Why do, we, why do we think that was happening? I mean, obviously, I think it was to take power away from these women. And this was just the start of all of it, pretty much. It definitely took away a woman's sense of individuality, uh, including with the loss of jobs later or in the same day as the loss of money. Yeah, and I think that as they progressed in taking away these rights, that it lended these women to only be for fertility. Would you agree? A hundred percent. And that's honestly, in Gilead, the main role of women seemed to be for fertility. Um, yeah, they're owned by men, of men, in that sense. Yeah. Right. The loss of money and eventually their jobs was just the beginning. What really got to me was them losing their names, which I... Terrifying. If that happened to me, it's they're physically being known by their name for being owned by a man. and and But the thing is, this is only for handmaids. Martha's and... Uh, Martha's still have their names, and the wives, yes, they're known for wives, but they still have their names as well. Why do we think only handmaids were of someone well i think this brings in the structure of the community as we started to see how men have full power over the house and and women just fall into these different subcategories that fit um, whether they're fertile or not whether they can run a house their status i think it just determined how the structure of society would be set up Thanks for tuning in. Make sure you stick around. One of our on-women hosts, Erin, will bring in two special guests to interview them. Send in any questions you might have for a handmaid and a real wife from Gilead. Welcome back. I have brought in a handmaid and a wife, and their privacy for their privacy, we will not say their names. But I'm wondering how they'll get along. Some of the questions that were sent in were, how do they live like this? How are they okay being subservient to men? If they trust their government, and how long, how well does everyone get, a, get along? Let's say hello to our wife. Hello. And to our handmaid. Blessed be the fruit. Under his eye. All right. Um, okay, let's discuss the rules of society, which I think we just saw one that I didn't quite understand. But um, what are some of the things that wives like or dislike or freedoms they may have within society? Personally, my favorite rule is just my own little personal victory over the handmaids. 
just because, as you mentioned, like, tensions are a little tough between handmaids and wives. But um, I actually was, I helped orchestrate this rule, but uh, handmaids aren't allowed face cream or hand cream, uh, kind of just to solidify their status. They're, they're here for a purpose, and it's not to be lusted after by my husband. And so that's personally my favorite rule. Um, and from the handmaid's point of view, how do you feel about the freedoms that you experience or the lack of? Well, there are some ways around these freedoms that are that have been taken for me. For example, I love the black market. I am able to get hand cream from there. I am able to get cigarettes from there. Um, and there are ways around some of these freedoms, but you never know how big the risk is. I understand. So does this risk come from things that I've heard of, like the colonies or on women? Or what do you guys know about that that like outsiders wouldn't necessarily see? The colonies are a place for sinners. And if anyone from my household even slightly disobeys me goes against the word of my husband I will have no shame no hesitation sending them to the colonies um and how do handmaids feel this pressure do they is it on a regular basis that you're threatened with this or is it just something you know in the back of your head it's always in the back of my head before I make any decision I always think about how much worse life in the colonies would be than my life now and speaking of your life now this came I know there was something called the red center and it was a way of teaching so what were some of the things you saw as a handmaid through the red center unlike others I was a rule follower at the red center many at the red center tried to escape because they didn't want to adapt to this new lifestyle in this new society I saw women break toilets I saw women act out and things that should that they should not do. Okay, that sounds interesting. I hope you didn't have to go through anything terrible while you were there. I'm um, sure my handmaid would have reported it. I'm sure, I'm sure. And on that note, how does trust and betrayal play out through Gilead, um, through women and through other sorts of things with the government? Well, I mean, women have their place. And it needs to be known that it is not at a place that's equal to men. And sometimes you have to put other women down to get where you are. For me as a wife, I, I have power, as I should. And there are other women that I had to put down to get here. And that is just the way of the world. And I think some people need to accept that. And you don't see that as um, detrimental to other people's lives within society? It's just a norm for you? Well, the key word is other people's lives. I care about my life, my husband, and my future child. And Gilead. Okay, so on that note, do you also trust the government and what the government has taken from you? Oh, wholeheartedly. The government is working in my best interest. I mean... They're helping me in this really hard time. I mean, it's 
it's really a struggle. I am infertile, but because of my stance, the government has issued me a chance at a family, and I'm so grateful. And as a handmaid, how do you view the government within um, your position in society? I mean, I have accepted my role and that my only role is to have a child. Do I trust the government? No, but do I have to or else will I be sent to the colonies? Yes. All right. I understand if you don't want to elaborate on this topic. Um, Now, between you two, whether you guys are in the same home or not, but just your relationships in general with your other handmaids or wife that you could be living with, um, how do you view each other? What is the possible jealousy like with um, different ceremonial things that you have to go through? Well, I personally see it not as much of a jealousy but more of a a disrespect sometimes handmaids feel that they're more important than the wives because of this role that they play and i think it's important to remind them of their place they're here to serve my husband and i to give us a child and some handmaids just need to remember that and as a handmaid do, do you see any jealousy between um, what you may have with the commander, or is that not a normal like relationship and jealousy that you really play into? I would say normally, um, there is no jealousy as the relationship between the commander and a handmaid is all formal and only because my role is to have a child. But there are some instances where I do feel bad for the wives, where the handmaids don't follow the rules. And let's just say, I think the wives can get a bit jealous at times. All right. Not that you've seen anything, though. No, nothing. Nothing. All right. Well, thank you guys for coming in today. We're going to wrap up with the past two hosts, and we'll see you on the next podcast after our outro. Blessed be the fruit. Welcome back, our past two hosts, to discuss what we thought during the interview. Mary, what were your thoughts? My thoughts were mostly just clouded of shock. Gilead Gilead has changed so drastically since we all left. Um, I'm just so grateful we escaped. Jillian? It sounded like the handmaid almost started to believe this stuff. And it's crazy because we all were able to escape. But now I'm thinking about all the women that are trapped in these roles in society in Gilead. Yeah, I think it's kind of crazy how exaggerated these gender norms have become and how many stereotypes have been placed on these women to act in a certain way, whether it's subservient or just as a lower class in society. Definitely. Seeing that portray this story, the candid detailing of a woman's position when in servitude was shocking. I'm so grateful that we got to hear these this handmaid's thoughts. That about wraps us up for the podcast today. We talked about 
Gilead in general. A little shocking how plausible this may seem with our already patriarchal society. Finally, we wanted to emphasize how Gilead is not your classic dystopian. There's no more Triss or Katniss Everdeen. You have women in roles that you would be scared to be in. I mean, I am. I hope you all give Gilead a thought, maybe a listen, maybe a read. And we'll see you next time.